0: Clayton John
1: Clayton. Hey, Mom! I'm done with my segment!
0: This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton.
1: Brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill.
0: It is that time, everybody. Time to talk some football with the professor John Clayton, who is with us now. Hello, John. Hello, guys. So, what did you make of uh, the press conference today? We heard we heard what Pete Carroll said on, on two separate occasions after the game, and then when he was on with uh, Mike Salk, I believe, uh, talking about you know wishing that Russell would have helped out and checked down in the fi- at the end of the game, and then Russell was asked about those comments today, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the quote right in front of me, but essentially he was saying, well, what I agree with is you know doing what it takes to win, and I know how to win, and we were just three or four inches away of completing it seemed like they both dug their heels in there. What, mm-hmm. did, what did you make I of that? I mean,
1: again, it's one play that didn't go wrong. I mean, you know, he got tackled at the one-yard line and should have got a safety. And so it's like, uh, you know, it, it's like, it, I, and now people are bringing back all the, you know, stuff at the beginning of the off season and all that. It's like, stop. It's like they, they lost a the game. It hurt to lose. Pete didn't like it. Russell didn't like it. But again, it's a matter of coming back and fixing it and getting it ready for next week. But again, he—I sh- mean—he should have got rid of the ball. Well,
0: no, no but you, so you don't—you don't see any conflict between what Pete. No,
1: is, no. I do not.
0: Pete saying, "I wish he could have helped us by checking down." hmm And Russell saying, "Well, I—I I agree with. I do what it takes to win." All right. All right.
1: Yeah, they're both both standing their ground, but it doesn't mean that they don't get along. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you say what you want, he threw for 343 yards. He he's now getting rid of the ball in 2.66 seconds, which is yeah you know, better than the 2.97 from last year. And it's still the offense is going to be a work in progress. And so, uh, you know, uh, he, Pete is right. He should have checked down. He didn't check down. It went against his team. But again, they were still going to be trapped inside their own 10. So it's like, uh, you know, let's not overdo this.
2: Hmm. And then DK Metcalf making some comments about how uh, he said opposing corners are talking a lot of smack to him. And, you know, it it seems like especially with this new rule, as far as the taunting and everything goes, uh, that uh, he's going to really have to keep his emotions in check
1: have to there's no question about it and everybody's got to keep their emotions in check yeah because you know Seattle's up there as far as the number of penalties I think they have 17 penalties or so in the la- in, in the first two games and certainly the 10 penalties that they had in week 2 was terrible particularly the five on defense and the taunting and the things of that nature you know they've got to fix that up but again it's a it's a different league and I think Tom Brady expected the best he says "Where this league is becoming so much softer right now you know because of all the penalties they're calling in the first two weeks, Weeks there was 435 penalties called. That's probably about uh you know 10 percent, 15 percent more than last year. Too many.
2: Yeah, and then you know it seems like things typically taper off a little mm-hmm. bit. But you were pretty adamant, and I, I'm not sure what you're where you heard it but I've heard you and a couple of people say that you're pretty adamant about the fact that they are not going to lay off of the taunting thing
1: they are not going to lay off the taunting thing Yeah, you know that they, they you, know, you have the coaches who are on the uh, competition committee supporting it you know Ron Rivera supports it Mike Tomlin supports it uh, why I have no idea but again it's like uh, it's a bad bad rule that needs to be fixed and it needs to be fixed now but if not it needs to be fixed at the end of the season
2: how many coaches and who is on the competition comedi- committee? John.
1: Well, I mean, you know, uh, Rich McKay runs it. Uh, you've got John Mar- Mara, Mara. You've got uh, Jerry Jones. You got a whole bunch of coaches on there. Okay, so you got owners, coaches, other yeah. GMs, mm-hmm. and one uh, one representative from the players' association.
2: Okay. Gotcha. So pretty much every team is represented Mm -hmm. by
1: somebody. No, I mean, not every team, because, again, there's only like uh, 10 or so people on there. So it's not not every team. So it's a select group. And so it's like, you know, if it had every team, then Bill Belichick would be in there changing rules to fit his style.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he would be uh, allowing uh,
1: ways Mm
2: -hmm.
0: for him to cheat further. John, the, uh, saw a report on pro football talk NFL satisfied that nine of 11 taunting penalties were correct calls. Now they didn't really identify what, which two that weren't correct. Um, you know, the writer of the article, uh, was speculating on a couple calls that it could have been, Mm -hmm. uh, but neither of which were the, the DJ Reed call.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, it's like, uh, it's based on what the rule is. And it's called right by the way that the rule is in place and emphasized. But that doesn't mean that the rule is right. Yeah. Well, and all
2: he had to do is just turn to the crowd and do what he did. Right, right. right. And then that would be. Hey, uh, you know, we talked to Pete Bursich today, who is the, um, the the color guy on their radio analysis. We're talking about Kirk Cousins. And, mm-hmm. and I think you've been a fan of his. But he uh, he's a guy that, you know, that Pete said, look, you can win a Super Bowl with this guy. And I have to say. I don't disagree and just look at his his completion percentage mm-hmm. and there's not been very many quarterbacks in NFL history that have had a season now he was 8-7 and 1 in 2018 but 70% completion percentage I want to say Drew Brees has done that probably Aaron Rodgers but not a lot and so that leads me to believe I mean he's a he's a very accurate passer if you
1: don't get to him yeah, no doubt, and of course, uh, I mean, the big thing is is that he's not been great in big games, not been great against games against good quarterbacks uh, or very good quarterbacks, and that has to still be fixed, and I think that, you know, he's you know he's in that judgmental phase right now. You know, what about his long-term future? Is there going to be one? But he's a good quarterback.
0: Hey, what did you make of uh, Tom Brady's trainer kind of taking a shot at Belichick, saying, you know, he, he treated him like he's a 20-year-old kid, not a 40-year-old man, and he, he didn't really – you know, advance with the time, so to speak. It was fairly critical of Belichick.
1: Yeah, and of course, I mean, you can understand that, uh, you know, the, the, the relationship between the two, Belichick and the trainer, aren't good. Because remember, I mean, he kicked him out of the building. You know, even though Tom Brady wants him and wants him to be there, and Brady had to fight just to get him back. And so you can see there's a bad relationship between the two, and that's not going to change. But again, it's like you go to look I me mean, talk to uh, Ted Johnson, talk to other people who have been with the Patriots. I mean, he's tough on everybody, but he's particularly tough on Tom Brady. And he wants things done a certain way, you know, where the uh, I think the trainer didn't like a certain group of lift, list, uh, lifting and you know advised other players not to do it. And Belichick just got very angry about that and demanded that uh, the trainer get out of the building. And so then that made Tom. A pass. so I'm not surprised but uh, you know that's Bill Belichick. Now again, you know Bill Belichick can be tough on players, but if you win, it works. If you're Matt Patricia and you're tough on players and you lose, it doesn't work.
2: Lamar Jackson out today, John. Uh, sounds like an illness. It's not COVID, I think. But uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, is there any chance of him missing this game?
1: No, there's always a this chance. Weekend? probably not. But again, I think there's a chance. And again, my big thing is, you know, can he hold up being asked as much as he has to do to run the football like that? That's not good. And so because of that, I think that what you're looking at is that, uh, you know, he can be in a real tough spot. And if that's going to be the case, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, tough. But, uh, you know, and and, and and certainly, you know, at least they did admit, you know, that stupid uh, flop in the back into the end zone for the touchdown where he did the flip. <laughs> you know, he landed on his back and his back, his back is sore. Yeah. And so, uh, you know. Again, you can't risk that because, again, he's the most important player on that team. He's one of the few remaining healthy players on the offense, and now he's not 100% healthy. Didn't, well, he, didn't he say he would do that again? Yeah, he said he was going to do it again, but I would imagine if he does it again, John Harbaugh is going to get furious. Don't do it again. <laughs> well, and, you know,
2: I have to say, I mean, for a guy that runs the ball, he had 107 yards, yeah. and then he had 86 against the, the Raiders, but he doesn't seem to get hurt that much. I mean, look, he's, he's only missed what, two games in the last three years.
1: Mm -hmm. That was because of COVID-19, I believe, right?
2: Oh, was it? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you know, we keep saying, well, I mean, he
1: runs the ball so much he's eventually going to wear down, but so far he hasn't. Well, he's still young, and, of course, I mean, that's still to be uh, determined. And you saw last week where about six quarterbacks ended up getting hurt uh, fortunately, Derek Carr looks like he's going to be okay. Cause he had a full practice the last two days you Got that ankle injury, but you look at the other quarterbacks and, you know, Andy Dalton, you know, with that bad offensive line scrambling, I mean, he gets a knee injury. I worry about Justin Fields behind that bad offensive line scrambling around. So, you know, you throw all that together. It's a dangerous time.
0: So Odell Beckham jr. Spoke with the media for the first time this year, and they asked him about playing this weekend. And he just said, we'll see. Mm -hmm. What do you expect from him? I mean, have we seen the best of him? Are we going to see a diminished version of him moving forward? What do you think?
1: Well, you know, coming off an ACL, you're not going to be the the 100% Odell Beckham Jr. that you normally have. That's just going to be the nature of things. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a watering down process. But uh, they need him because now Jarvis Landry goes on injured reserve so they're running out of receivers and that's got to be dangerous so uh particularly for baker mayfield so but i don't know i, I the we'll see makes you kind of get the feeling he's questionable and they don't know if he's going to be able to play arizona cardinals john looks
2: like they're going to go three and oh they're mm-hmm. at jacksonville and you know going into tennessee i mean that's a huge win um uh, you know the game against minnesota we'll see how minnesota is but yeah. uh but yeah, this uh, looking like a pretty good team. Kind of scary because we were uh, all sort of predicting. I think most of us had them finishing fourth in mm-hmm. the NFC West.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And so, uh, yeah, but it's still early. I mean, you remember they got off what didn't got go to like a six and two start or a real good start last year, and faded down the stretch. And that can happen. I mean, because, again, you saw things happen because teams make adjustments and teams, you know, can start to fix their problems and, you know, work on that. So, uh, you know, but they're off to a really good start right now. And Tyler Murray is, uh, even though Stephen A. Smith is saying he's the better quarterback between he and Russell Wilson, which I don't think anybody really agrees with. But, you know, it's like but Tyler Murray is a very good quarterback.
0: Yeah, I like Kyler, too. He's good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Kyler Murray is really good. Yeah, no, I oh, think also I,
0: he's he was thinking about playing baseball too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, I I don't think Stephen A has very many people that agree with him no. on very very many issues at all. So that's that's pretty good if you're on the other side of his opinion. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah. Great. Hey, uh, what what does it mean that we're, we're? I was reading that Brett Hundley took the majority of the starter reps for the Colts. You know, obviously, if Carson Wentz can't go, they've got to have their guy. But it's not Jacob Eason who came mm. in and immediately threw a pick to Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. When is it? Was that what sort of sealed his fate? If, if Carson can't go,
1: yeah, probably. And some of the things they see in practice, and some of his, you know, maybe uh, slow development in certain things. I mean, he may be on the field, and they may go with two quarterbacks. But right now, looks like Brett Hundley is going to be the starter of the two.
2: Hey, John, uh, Chargers at Chiefs. I'm thinking that the Chiefs could be vulnerable here. You know, I was looking last year, 2020, the uh, Chargers lost 23 to 20 in overtime at home against Uh the Chiefs, and then they won on the road, 38-21
1: at Kansas City. Think they can be had? Mm, I think that uh, Kansas City will win, but they can be had because right now the Chiefs, are uh, 32nd in the league in yards allowed. And I know know, they're limited in practice with uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones, and that's got to affect them. So, uh, you know, they can be vulnerable. And Justin Herbert is really, really good. Now the question is, can the Chargers sustain things? Because they still have that tendency to kind of fall apart in the fourth quarter that they need to get better at that. But, uh, no, I think that they have a chance.
2: Well, and Steve Spagnuolo, he's still the, the defensive coordinator in KC, is he not? That is correct, yes. Yeah, so, I mean... I don't know how you feel about him. I I I like him. I like him a lot. I do, too. If you look at his path to Mm -hmm. being the defensive coordinator, I mean, he coached at Massachusetts. He was with Washington, Lafayette, Mm -hmm. Connecticut, the Barcelona Dragons. I mean, this guy's been at it since – 1981 I thought he did a really good job in the Super Bowl against the 49ers
1: yeah agreed I mean this guy's a really good coach and you can see that uh, there's a loyalty there that Andy Reid has with him and uh, you know he'll start to bounce back but again you look around the league and you see you know Mike Baltimore right now is the second most team for yards allowed Mm -hmm. and that's a good defense so again the good defenses right now are struggling particularly against the mobile quarterbacks
0: I saw Zach Wilson was talking about, you know, the fact that Jets would like him to be boring, mm-hmm. if you will, and adopt a mindset that's, you know, a little more careful after throwing four picks. Uh, but the quote was he's not going to he's not planning to be captain Checkdown. down. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what, what, what's the review of him? I mean, the, the Jets just seem to be a place where people go to fail. Yeah, it, I agree. it just yeah. so it's hard to tell how much is him, how much is what he's surrounded by. What's the word on him?
1: Well, I mean, he, you know, he's making too many mistakes. I mean, at the moment, he's the worst quarterback in the league. He's got five interceptions. He's only he's lost two games. The team right now is playing about as bad as anybody in the league. Now, again, he doesn't have a lot of pass catchers because they're weak at tight end. They've got two injuries uh, at the uh, – wide receiver position. They don't have much at running back, so he's not working with much. Sounds like he's, you know, should be with the Detroit Lions, but uh, in the end, uh, this is going to be uh, a challenge for him to be able to get things going right. Are the Jets worse than the Lions? Uh, Not my opinion, no. I mean, again, it's like, how about the idea if you're the Lions, right? And I know that Jamie Collins can be up and down because some days he wants to work and some days he doesn't want to work. And so now they're pulling him off the field and they're going to trade him. But again, you're giving up talent. How do you keep giving up talent?
2: Yeah, well, I guess Dan Campbell thinks he has a system there and he doesn't fit into the kind of guy they want, mm-hmm. right? He's not a kneecap biter, John. Yeah, I
1: know, but he's Owen 2 Yeah,
2: well, and Jamie Collins is—you know—does he have that reputation? Is that why? Because remember, he got traded to Cleveland, Cleveland from mm-hmm. New England, mm-hmm. from New England, and that's when he was playing really well at that time. And really, he's always played well, but is that the same reason he
0: got traded from uh, from New England to Cleveland?
1: Yes, indeed. I mean, he just doesn't put out a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. So, what
0: would the market be for a guy like that?
1: Mm, because of his contract. Now, again, he took a uh he revised his contract to clear some cap room so uh I, I have to say probably a sixth round pick what do you think about the start of josh allen i
2: saw the quarterback rank rankings uh mahomes dropped down to number two mm-hmm. and allen down to number five what do you think about his performance so far well year? i
1: mean not not great i mean what is he completing about 50 percent of his passes that's not good and uh you know he's you know he's He's still a great quarterback, but uh, his completion percentage needs to increase. And I know people in Buffalo, because they do a Buffalo radio hit, you know, they're all concerned about it. And it's like, don't be concerned. Come on. He's a great quarterback. It's just that, uh, you know, sometimes you you don't get off to the fastest start. And, uh, you know, they're, they're one and one. They're a good football team. And they've got a great quarterback.
2: Yeah, and it seems like they've got uh, the Bills fans back. What do Mm -hmm. they call it? The Bills Mafia. There. Oh yeah, the Bills Mafia. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they had something good, obviously, going in the '80s when Mm -hmm. they were going to all those Super Bowls. But it seems like with the ownership there and the coach and you know some of the players, they've got they've got a good thing going on there.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Because again, it's like uh, you know, and and, you know, and it's funny because uh, you know I keep on talking about San Francisco and their injury history and Philadelphia and. Dallas and all that. You know, you look at the Buffalo Bills. Since Sean McDermott has been the head coach, they've been among the best five as far as fewest missed starts for injuries. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, John, what are,
0: we, uh, what are we expecting with the Saints in their quarterback position? We saw a tale of two Winstons out there. Looked fantastic week mm-hmm. one. Looked absolutely dreadful in week two. Is he a stopgap guy for them? Do you think you see them drafting a quarterback or making a move at the end of the season? Oh, or
1: is- no, no doubt. I mean, is there the, the, he's he's there just for this year. That's it. I mean, maybe they'll keep him as a backup quarterback or something of that nature. But again, he's stopgap because, you know, they're either going to see about trading for Aaron Rodgers. They're going to see about drafting a quarterback. You will see where they finish in the standings. But no, I mean, he's, you know, there's no long-term future with Jameis Winston in New Orleans. And of course, you saw it last week. You know, Carolina put the blitz on and he couldn't handle it. Uh,
2: you think NFC East looks like the Cowboys are really emerging mm-hmm. right now, and you know a lot of it because of Dak Prescott, and he's thrown for over six hundred yards, and and last week eighty five percent completion percentage. Yeah. yeah, he he looks like he's he's back and fully healthy. I think he had a shoulder during preseason yeah, or something yeah, like that a
1: ba- kind of a baseball shoulder injury
2: yeah like a soggy arm or yeah. whatever but I mean you know as
1: far as his ankle goes and everything it looks like he's back in his leadership role there no doubt about it and again it's like uh, that's what gives him a the chance easily to win the division because he, you know, he's the best quarterback in the division and his numbers have been just staggering you know even before he was hurt last year his numbers were great
0: Hey, what what was the expectation of the Atlanta Falcons going into the season? I know we didn't talk about them much, but mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Ryan's been a very good quarterback. They're off to a brutal start, zero and two. He's got two touchdowns, three picks on the year. What what was the expectation for
1: this team? Bad team, really? Yeah, yeah, because the defense wasn't going to be any good. You know, they traded away uh, Julio Jones. You know, their offensive line has problems, so they weren't going to be very good whatsoever. That's where Mike Davis is now, right? That is correct. Yeah. Wow. Uh,
2: Cleveland Browns got Chicago coming in there, probably going to feast off of the, the rookie starting
1: there. But mm-hmm. I think Cleveland's going to be as good as they were last year. That's a tough division they're in. Well, I'm, I'm wondering now because, I mean, you've know, you got Odell Beckham Jr. just coming back from the ACL. you got Jarvis Landry, who is uh, injured and going to miss sev- several weeks. You know, that's, that's got to hold them back. But it's a good football team. I still think they're the most talented team in the AFC North. And so, uh, you know, they should be able to do well.
0: Rams are taking on the Bucks. What do you, what do what do you make of what you've seen so far from the Rams? I know it's two games, but we we sort of joked around in the offseason mm-hmm. about Matt Stafford, he's the savior, he's going to come in and Take them to the promised land, and they, they look pretty decent, but now they go up against the Bucks in this game. So yeah, what, what's course, your feeling?
1: Well, my feeling still is that he's made their offense better, particularly his ability to connect with Cooper Cup, because, I mean, Cooper Cup's off to an incredible start to the season, and so is Matthew Stafford. But again, the problem, you know, to get Matthew Stafford and trade away Jared Goff was $42.2 million of cap, uh, you know, salary and dead money. And so because of that, they made sacrifices on defense. And look how lower the defense is after being the number one defense in the league last year
0: john we appreciate it we'll talk tomorrow all right sounds good there you go if you missed any of today's cold hard facts brought to you by coors light made to chill download the podcast at 710sports.com